Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, let's go another hour of the Eagle Hour from the Southern Bancor Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty, Kelly Center. Lots to talk about today. Great show lined up for you. One of our dear friends, J.P. Heath, play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls, be on the show a little later. Carter Hankins, who is a graduate assistant coach and a friend of Kirk McCarty, going to talk about Kirk Making the big show, got a pitch for the Cleveland Indians this weekend, joining Nick Sandlin on the, uh, I'm sorry, the Guardians. The Guardians. I, I was just uh, going to say. Uh, <laughs> the Guardians roster. Uh, but first, baseball, of course, dominating uh, Southern Miss News. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com on the phone with us. Golden Eagles in New Orleans last night. They knock off Tulane 11-5. to five. Uh, Some just incredible things are happening. Uh, 17 strikeouts by the Eagle pitching staff last night. Their 10th win in a row, and they lead the nation with 11 straight road victories. Patrick, this is turning into a pretty special season for Southern Miss baseball, it appears. Yeah, you you never want to get ahead of yourself because, like I've said before, all it really counts is how you're playing at at the most important important part of the season. But, you know, this is, is, you know, a crucial stage and and kind of sets this team up for success. No doubt they're right there among the – five or six best teams in the country right now. I know there's uh, projections out that have Southern Miss being a potential top eight seed uh, in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it, you know, and what's <laughs> what's a little funny about this is it, it, is it hasn't always been that pretty here lately. I, I think the Golden Eagles walked eight, eight guys and uh, won the games they uh, beat FIU and, and they kind of booted around a time or two, but they're still beating guys. Right. Uh, it's so. I mean, they don't even really have to show up with their best right now, and they're just finding ways. Well, and you just hope the kind of ball keeps bouncing their way. Well, what what you know, I what my observation is is the pitching staff is so suffocating to everybody they yeah. play that. <clears throat> excuse me. They give the Golden Eagles room for error. All right. I normally right. don't bring this on the show, but I know people enjoy hearing these regional projections of Patrick. So I want to give you two that came out this morning, and get your view. Let's do the D1 regional projection first. They show Southern Miss hosting a regional tournament with Florida State as the number two seed, Alabama as the number three, and Alabama State as the number four. That sound realistic yeah. to you? Sure. Yeah, um, uh, that, that does sound realistic as a six seed. Uh, you know, uh, th- th- I would like Southern Miss in that regional. That would be a pretty good setup. Um, but yeah, yeah, it sounds six right now is probably anywhere from five to eight is is a is a reasonable projection as a seat for Southern Miss at the moment. All right, Bracketology has a has a projection out today, and this one I, I'm really interested to hear your input. And then Kelly's on this Southern Miss hosting Ole Miss, the number two seed, San Diego three, and Alabama State four. Ole Miss was ten run last night by Southeastern Missouri. Yeah. Patrick, are, are they really? A regional baseball team. They're, well, they're certainly not a two seed. 
Um, I mean, they'll they'll have an opportunity to kind of make up ground. And, uh, but right now, no, I don't think they're. A, uh, I don't think bracketology is really one of the top projection sites. I used to do my own projections. I'm comp- contemplating starting up some projections for NOLA.com myself. Uh, but yeah, that's that. That doesn't seem terribly re- like a regional that makes a lot of sense. The, the game last night for Ole Miss, in my opinion, is a microcosm of what has been going on the past two to three weeks there. This this slow burning flame is becoming a dumpster fire. There's a in problem there. They're way yeah. too talented, Patrick, to be playing yeah. like they're playing. I mean, I don't want to get off on Ole Miss, no. but, but it is a story in, in the respect that here was a Mississippi school that was the number one ranked team in the country, and their 10 run last night on their home field by southeastern Missouri. Yeah, I, I found it funny. Uh, you know, Bianco is the, the head coach of the Team USA Collegiate team. Uh, right now, I saw some Ole Miss fan thing. It was Bunky Perkins on Twitter. It's like, is it okay if we fire Team USA's <laughs> head coach uh, midseason? So, yeah, I mean, Bianco is going to face some heat if this keeps up. But as we all know in college baseball, if you've got enough dates left on the calendar, you have a, a chance to make up ground. But right now, things are not looking good. And, and what Patrick said about Ole Miss being – I mean, if they get in, which I'm not convinced they're going to get in, but if they do, they most certainly are not a two-seed. Uh, all right, Patrick, 19 games left for the Golden Eagles. So what? how many of those games do you think they can afford to lose and still host a regional tournament? Um, They keep giving themselves wiggle room. Uh, so, I mean, there's, they can lose several. I, I, I hadn't really thought about how many, but I remember last night I was looking at the schedule going ahead. I was like, well, I think they'll win the next five games. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's. You know, I don't see the run really stopping anytime real soon. Uh, it's UNO at home, a game they should win, and then you have a, a struggling Rice team coming to town. Uh, that that's a, a you know potentially looking like a sweep at, at the very least, two wins. So yeah, I, I mean, Southern Miss has really set itself up. Uh, you know, at this point, point you're really not thinking about a team not hosting, but as we all know, things can get weird and. Right. And they'd have a bad week or two, and, and then things could get kind of close. And you know, Heath Hinton was talking yesterday about well, fifteen and five, seventeen and three. He, you know, I, he, I don't buy that. Well, and the question, and even if that's the case, who are they going to lose to? I mean, over mm-hmm. the long haul, of course, it's reasonable that they're going to you know stub their toe here or there. But when you look at the rest of the schedule, <laughs> most of the heavy lifting, as Patrick just said, has been done already. Yeah, and yeah. and it just let- go ahead. No, the last two or three weeks are going to be, you know, a little bit, you know, UAB, Old Dominion. I think there's one other you can throw in there, I forget. Uh, but those are teams that can compete a little bit. So, I mean, there is that opportunity if Southern Miss is just off, they could lose a, a couple of games here or there. But you don't see them having like an 0 4 or 0 5 week or something well, like that. No, and, and, like, and like you were saying, which is what we've said for, for this Southern Miss team is so good that they don't have to play their best and they still win. That's yeah. that's how yeah. good they are, Patrick. I don't I don't know you're down there, but I, I got to make this point. I I watch all of their road games on ESPN Plus, and I got to tell you, buddy, Tulane University has a first class broadcast. That was a national network quality deal last night with a member of the Mets World Series team as as the color commentator. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of their production, but boy, Tulane does it right, Patrick. Yeah, I've actually watched uh, I watched some of their series with State, and I watched some of the game last night. I, I was trying to make it out there, but it just didn't work. It was a tight fit for me to make it happen. But I watched it, and they do do a good job. And the, 
production itself is fine. It's a, and that's what happens whenever you have a school in a large market like New Orleans. You have a, you know, a big uh, deal to draw, and you have people that are well experienced. You have people that work in the industry willing to come out there and put in some work on a midweek game to, uh, for something like that. So it, it is well done. Right, no question. All right, so Patrick, uh, two minutes left, but I, I want to get the best perspective you can give me because you you know more about this obviously than Kelly or I. The Golden Eagles are in a position in past years we would always say, "Oh Lord, if we lose one or two games, you know they're gonna they're gonna knock us out of contention." You don't really see that as being the case right now. You think the Golden Eagles can can lose a few games down the stretch and still be in the talk of hosting. Yeah, I mean, it would matter who they lost to. You know, if they lose some really ugly ones, the RPI could drop a little bit. You know, it takes some off. It, you see what's happened to kind of Dallas Baptist. Uh, they've kind of lost a little luster. They lost the series to Bradley. Uh, but they're still, they're still right now projected to host to say, a 13 or a 14 seat. So, yeah, Southern Miss is in great shape. I mean, it would take a pretty large collapse for them not to be hosting and right now their goal right now is just being one of those top eights where they can host the super regional if they win uh you know win their regional so right now the goal for southern miss is being a top eight just not just not hosting boy patrick it's radio and you can't see the grin on bob getty's face (laughs) (laughs) from from here i gotta tell you though man the pressure is building so i'm kind of miserable watching them play i was just miserable (laughs) last night until they got the game under control Hey, and real quick patrick uh, elfed got his first win as coach of the breakers last weekend what's been the feedback yeah yeah they actually look pretty good uh on film it was kind of a hard watch nobody was there uh, uh, at the game, so that kind of took something off of it. But overall, it's a pretty well put together team. You can tell Fedora did a good job with their draft and, and putting the team together, especially on defense. It's it's a good team, and I think they'll you know they have a shot to win the win the league. Yeah, you know it's kind of odd. Uh, big crowd when Birmingham played. I th- I saw that game. I said, my word, look at the crowd. But mm-hmm. after that, they they all went home, right, Patrick? Yeah, it was Easter Sunday and bad weather, so you understand why. Right. Uh, I think you better judge will be over the next, say, three to four right. weeks. Uh, whether they show up for Birmingham games, you know, we'll see. And and you got the goat, Kyle Slaughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, Patrick, I got to tell you, man, you've record. made me feel pretty good today uh, with your thoughts here about uh, the Golden Eagles uh, and the upcoming season. Uh, I appreciate you as always, buddy, and uh, look forward to talking to you next week. All right, thanks, guys. Patrick McGee, NOLA.com. So what I've been saying isn't good enough, Bob. You had to hear it from It is, but boy, I'll tell you what. Uh, Patrick thinks they're in. I, I disagreed with all due respect with our friend Heath earlier this week. And Heath may be right. You know, Heath may be right. We've seen weird things happen. But boy, 11-5 to 5 last night, Kelly, the pitching staff is absolutely suffocating. And when Coach was talking about them you know, making some errors over the weekend, and they still get a sweep. That's I'm how good you. this team is. All right, we'll be back. Kirk McCarty on the big stage. We're going to talk about that next. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Many thanks to our buddy Patrick McGee from NOLA.com for joining us and giving us that optimistic view of uh, college baseball right now. Kelly's right. That did put a smile on my face. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit. 
for their sponsorship of the Eagle Hour and all they do for our community and the university. Also want to say, I was at Campus Bookmark yesterday, Kelly, and visited uh, with Miss Kathleen for a while. And uh, incredible lady, a great place uh, to buy uh, Southern Miss Apparel. I told you that one time I was in there because I'm a, a Mississippi registered foster parent. And I was in there with. She brought that up to me yesterday. Yeah, yes. that I was in there with, with one of my foster uh, sons and. Uh, he wanted a shirt, so I, you know, got it up there, and I said, uh, "What do I owe you, Miss Kathleen?" And she said, "No charge." Yeah, she's no charge. A, she's a princess. There's no yeah. doubt. I want to thank her for all that she does. I want to remind you too that you can catch the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple Podcast, Audible, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in. You can tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour for you. She will. I got this information just today, Santa. That's amazing. And according to uh, the dashboard that uh, TeleSouth keeps up with, we had 10,595 people in the last seven shows log into our podcast. And that's that's up 1,000 from last week. And that's not counting the radio audience because okay. the, our podcast is a little different than many on our platform and that uh, the podcast is a replay of our radio show, so that doesn't count our radio audience. And I say all that to say this. We're just very, very, very grateful yeah. to everybody that uh, makes the Eagle Hour successful. Kirk McCarty's been on the Eagle Hour several times. We love the kid. There's just no other way to put it. He gets called up to the big leagues. He joins Nick Sandlin on the Cleveland Guardians Guardians roster. <laughs> Uh, Kelly, you got a young man on the show right now that uh, knows a lot about Kirk McCarty, so I'm going to turn it over to you. Carter Hankins joins us now. He's a graduate assistant football coach on the staff at Southern Miss. Uh, he was a longtime teammate of Kirk McCarty's. Along, Get this, Bob. I coached a soccer team and a baseball team back in the day that had our current guest, Carter Hankins, who we're going to talk to in a minute. Carter won a state championship as a quarterback at Forest County AHS when he was in high school. Kirk McCarty won one as a quarterback at Oak Grove High School. So I had Kirk, I had Carter, I had Taylor Braley on that soccer and baseball team, my son, John Carter Sanert, Jordan Mitchell, who was a wide receiver at Southern Miss. The list just went on and on, and we won like every soccer game. And all you did was turn in the, the scorecard get out of the way. Pretty much. And, uh, and Carter <laughs> Hankins, if I'm lying, I'm dying. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? We, we did have a bunch of good players, but... You know, it always falls back on coaching, so we'll, we'll give you that one. Well, well you, thanks. You, you coached us up good. You know, the, the the story about Kirk McCarty, he got the call last night. His parents, Angela and Morgan, have flown out this morning. And if all things go according to plan, Kirk McCarty will make his major league debut as a starter for the Guardians. Get this, his debut in Yankee Stadium <laughs> against the Yankees. No pressure there. No, but if it was anybody else, if it was anybody else, Hank, you might worry. But not old Kirk. He's going to be up to the task, I think. No, that is that is so awesome. I shot him a text this morning. Uh, you know, haven't heard back from him. I'm sure he's you know busy doing all kinds of all kinds of stuff. But you know, well, you know, Coach, that you know, we were all growing up. You know, Kirk's biggest biggest team and his favorite player was the Yankees and Jeter. So. I mean that is that is going to be a surreal moment for him, and I know that you know he's always handled the big moments well, so that's going to be awesome. For in him. fact, he wore jersey number two, you yes, know, in, in honor of Jeter. But really, when we reflect upon this, Carter Hankins, it's no big surprise because as we were looking at, at Kirk's life, there isn't anything that he has undertaken that he has not been tremendously successful at. That's really remarkable. 
Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, just thinking back, uh, you know, growing up and stuff, you know, when we used to play in those championship games on Sundays, uh, you know, Kirk was the one that always got the ball, you know, him and Taylor. And, you know, Kirk's always been special, and he's always been, you know, probably the best guy on the field. You know, he's got a ton of God-given ability. And then, you know, I know he's worked his tail off, too, to get to where he's at. And, I mean, I'm just – I'm fired up for him. You know, it's you know, as a little kid, you're – when you're playing ball, your your dream is to go on and play professional baseball. And, you know, sometimes you're told at, you know, 21 that you're done playing. And then sometimes you're told when you're 42, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really matter. But, you know, I know Curry's going to take advantage of the moment. And I know, I know when you guys are little kids, Carter, that everybody kind of dreams, you know, of, um, uh, Everybody dreams of, you know, making the big leagues and, and nobody put anything past any of y'all. But man, what a what a group that class of 2014 uh, for all the different area high schools. Look at all the talent it has produced at the college level and now pro level as well. It's amazing. Oh, it's crazy. You know, I was, you know, I'm a little biased. I think that group was, you know, probably one of the best groups to ever come through the state. Definitely the Pine Belt. Right. Right. Um, you know, looking back, you know, when we, we were lucky enough to win the state championship at Forest County, and then, uh, I mean, all those teams that also won the state championship from there, you know, Oak Grove, um, they were bash-filled men, you know, all those schools. I mean, just a ton of talent in the area, and, you know, something really cool, you know, to hang your hat on. Carter, i got to tell you about that state championship game. My dear departed friend, J.T. Williamson uh, and Super Talk broadcasted that game. Uh, when you guys won the state championship, and, and you would have thought JT was a was a lifetime alumni of Forest County AHS, he got so excited about you guys winning that, and and that was throughout the Super Talk family. We uh, we were really privileged uh, to have had that. Carter, I want to ask you this: put this in perspective. But and Kelly, you too. McCarty joins Nick Sandlin. You got two Golden Eagles on the Cleveland Guardian pitching staff, that's pretty remarkable. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's something that, you know, probably doesn't happen a whole lot. Another thing that's really cool for me is um, there's a guy that I played baseball with at Northwestern State uh, by the name of David Fry. Yeah. And um, I talked to Dave uh, a couple weeks ago, and him and Kirk were actually on the same team, the AAA team in Columbus. So there's just, you know, a lot of good Southern Miss roots. And then, you know, I got another buddy, like I said. So it's really cool to see. It really is. So, so Hank, what, I mean, with all these guys doing all these great things on the baseball field, you're coaching football. What's up with that? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, I, I, I love it. I'm glad to be where I am, where I'm at. Um, you know, honestly, I always thought I'd be a baseball coach. And then, you know, a few years back, you know, Mr. Kelly, when, you know, me and JC were at Northwestern, you know. Right kind of had the desire in my heart to come back and, you know, play football again and then, um, you know, hopefully working through a GA spot and it worked out and, you know, kind of just been been on the steady road since, you know, so I think it's all going to work out eventually. You know, God has a good plan, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And full disclosure, his dad, Brad Hankins, is the head football coach at Purvis High School, so the football roots right. actually all throughout the Hankins family, there are football coaches all over the place, so it's really no surprise. But, but man, the fact that, that now Kirk has, has worked so hard, you know, it's one thing to be – it's one thing to be – talented like Kirk is but the other thing that he has always had going for him Carter is he's smart it doesn't matter what he's undertaking he takes it in mentally figures out how to attack it and then does it I think sometimes his his brains his simple brains get underestimated oh yeah well I remember how smart he was when we were growing up and I mean he's still smart I talked to him I guess I talked to Kirk a few weeks ago on the phone and I mean 
he was saying some words and stuff, you know, that, you know, we don't use very much in purpose, especially coming from Forest County. So. Well, you said it, Carter. We, we, yeah, anybody that calls or writes, we'll, we'll send them your address and phone number. That's right. You know, but I know, I know you're excited for him, as we all are, that, uh, that he gets the call, but. Again, if things work out the way they're supposed to, Bob, he will open against the Yankees well, at Yankee Stadium. You know, he's been on the show I, I don't know how many times, every time we've ever asked him. And uh, I'll bet he's talking away, too. I'm sure he hadn't stopped talking because he kind of never stopped uh, stopped that. <laughs> so, Carter, after spring training with the football team at Southern Miss, you all getting ready for the Flames? Because we had Hugh Freeze on here yesterday, and I, he was kind of joking that he's not too impressed with his own team. <laughs> yeah, so we're getting ready. You know, we finished up uh, spring a few weeks ago. So, you know, now we're getting rolling. Uh, you know, the coaches are going to get back on the road recruiting and stuff. And then, you know, right now for us, we're, you know, looking ahead to the season, uh, getting a bunch of games broke down, um, you know, just getting ready for those guys to get back off the road. And we'll start rolling, you know, once the summer hits. Hey, real quick, Carter, I ran into Lance Ankar the other night uh, at, <laughs> okay. uh, at Sam's. And I, I told Kelly – Never in never in my life have I been around a guy that looks more intimidating and nasty, in a, you know, in a tough way, but is such a nice guy. Lance Ankar, he's a beast, is he not? Oh, Coach Ankar is the man. Uh, you know, he gets our guys, he gets our guys going in ways that you know it's it's really impressive. He does a great job along with our whole strength staff. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just kind of a, you know, a different air right now around the squad. So, you know, we feel good. We just got to roll it out there and, you know, hopefully everything goes as planned. Some, a super nice guy. And so, somebody joked the other day that they were driving their car on 4th Street and ran into Lance Ancar, who was crossing the street, <laughs> caused 1200 bucks worth of damage on their car. <laughs> and he walked away. He walked away. <laughs> hey, when he's, when he's in the weight room, I just go to the other side. You know, I'm still working out with the, the smaller dumbbells. <laughs> All right, Carter, great conversation, man. We appreciate your time very much. Yes, sir. All right, Carter Hankins. We don't use words like that in Purvis. That's the line of the week right there. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to put that one up on, on yeah. our uh, social media account or whatever. One of our best friends that we've made uh, through the years at uh, Super Talk is J.P. Heath. He is the play-by-play voice of the Rice Owls, and we're happy to say that J.P. is going to join us here in just a moment. Stay with us. I want to thank Carter Hankins for joining us. Also, Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. And again, congratulations to Kirk McCarty. Going to pitch maybe this weekend against the New York Yankees. Kirk and Nick Sandlin both on the Cleveland Guardian roster. Uh, What what a great thing uh, for us to be able to talk about. want to thank Campus Bookmart uh, for their sponsorship of the show, along with 4th Street Bar and Grill. Campus Bookmart is where you buy the best stuff. Fourth Street Bar and Grill is where you eat the best stuff. And tonight, Bob, it being April 20th, 420, they're going to have 420 trivia tonight. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. 420 Are you trivia doing it? tonight. 
Do so you do it? I've got other plans tonight. Otherwise, I'd be there. All right. Forest Street Bar Grill, we thank them very much uh, for all they do. Uh, one of the, one of the things that we've been able to enjoy over the years here on Eagle Hour is uh, our association and friendships that we've developed with various play-by-play guys uh, throughout Conference USA and, and other schools as well that have uh, competed with Southern Miss. And really at the top of that list is J.P. Heath, who's the uh, voice of the Rice Owls, and uh, we're happy to have him back on the Eagle Hour. J.P., I told you before we came on the, sh- the show <laughs> – it's kind of sad to think that this is the last uh, weekend series between Rice and Southern Miss. Yeah, bittersweet. What's the saying? Don't uh, don't cry because it's over. Smile because it's happened. Yeah, it's uh, no. it's not a it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later, right? No, it's not. You know, so many great games uh, through the years, and and really for for many years, th- those two teams were the teams that the Florida Atlantic in there a little bit, but those were the two teams that dominated uh, conference USA baseball. Uh, but you know, things have kind of changed. Uh, you know, at Rice uh, since the retirement of the of your legendary head coach, kind of updates. What is the status right now of Rice baseball, and uh, what what is the vibe, uh, JP? I think it's still a good vibe. It's still a, a primary sport for us. You've got a Jose Cruz Jr., who was Coach Graham's first big recruit. How uh, Coach Graham actually was referred uh, a Rice track coach, friends of the Cruz family, Jose Cruz Jr.'s dad, for those that don't know, legendary Astro Jose Cruz. And it's, kind of, it's full circle now. Uh, number 22 in 2022, the 22nd coach, in Rice baseball history, um, so for our lumps this year, I mean, there's no doubt about it. The, the pitching hasn't been up to the uh, usual Rice standards. The offense is, is clicking a little bit lately. Folks are like, "What are you talking about? You're 11 and 26." But offense has some older guys, and they have some freshmen. They're kind of figuring out, "Hey, I can play at this level." So, I mean, right now it's really tough, but uh, yeah, full hundred percent. Um, we know he can't go more than 100%, but all the confidence with uh, Coach Cruz. He's so great to deal with, as you'd expect. He's a pro, and uh, he's got a whole new staff, and uh, there still are some bright spots. I always say there will be better days. The best is yet to come, and while this might not be a conference tournament year, I hope it is, um, I, I just I, I really am excited about the future still of Rice Baseball. So you're coming into Pete Taylor Park this weekend. Now, the Eagles have some work to do tonight, JP, against uh, the New Orleans Privateers, who are a team that could sneak mm-hmm. up on you. But but on paper, Southern Miss should be able to handle the Privateers. And then the Owls come flying in here this weekend. What can uh, Southern Miss fans expect to see? Got a uh, veteran pitcher on uh, Friday night. His name's Cooper Chandler. Uh, they've got an offense that on this season, it's not going to have a great pitching staff. Right, let me say this. I know Coach Barry has all the respect for us, but it, the fans looking at the stats here, you'd be like a 254 hitting rice team. What's the, what's the big deal about that? You know, but they've got some guys that are hitting better lately, specifically inside conference play. Um, they've got some Saturday and Sunday juggling. The bullpen though has been the big, big issue. I was listening to y'all's uh, podcast of, just before coming on with Coach Barry and just kind of reminding me, I've seen y'all's stat sheet, but just hearing him say about how great the bullpen has been and hearing you guys echo that too, that's what Rice hasn't been this year. They've got a couple good arms, but they uh, unfortunately a few matches have been lit uh, this season and uh, hasn't been to their standards. But, yeah, um, back into the bullpen, they've got a guy. 
that is a dude. But the problem is getting a lead to get to him, number 40, Matthew Linsky. He is, he's one of the great ones I've seen in the last 10 years or so as far as his six seven big Texas right-hander on the mound. But at the same time, you've got to score enough runs to get a lead to get to that. But, yeah, so there's some young talent, but at the same time, it's going to be a fantastic atmosphere. I know speaking of the choir here, I can't wait to come. Here's a great pitching stat from Southern Miss, JP. I don't know if you've seen this or not. They struck out 17 batters last night. Now they've got 10 or more strikeouts in 26 games this season. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, and that's that's the coin of the realm these days. Like we know in this modern age, I also heard y'all talking with Coach about the uh, – uh, modern numbers and the analytics, you know, now it's uh, strikeouts, it's walks and homers, you know. Uh, so, yeah, unfortunately, I think Rice has struck out more times offensively than they want, but they still, on their end, they've, uh, they've, they've had some good strings. Not quite that high, but they've had some good strings of double-digit strikeouts themselves. Unfortunately, too many on the offensive end, but, yeah, the, the pitching staff is starting to cobble together some some pretty good numbers. But it's still Rice, and uh, Rice has a rich history. Uh, you've, now you've got a, a, an, a major league legend, basically, coaching the baseball team. You've got the, you've got the history and heritage of the Rice program. So recruiting still must be – there must be a good avenue of recruiting for this new coaching staff and, and a real path in which to get the program back to where we're all used to seeing it. Is that fair to say? Oh, no doubt. I mean, it starts with pitching. They have touted this new pitching lab they have where a lot of Rice's former, excuse me, Rice's current big leaguers, former Owls, worked during the uh, work stoppage. They come into Houston. Houston, obviously, a big hub. A lot of them still live around here. And even guys that didn't go to Rice were coming into this pitching lab that uh, one Rice alum donated the funds for. Like, oh my gosh, this is professional quality. So, That'll take maybe a year or two to reap some dividends. Some guys have already shown him. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you. I'm a state school guy. I always say on the broadcast, I didn't go to Rice. I couldn't tell you what it does. But um, it's uh, <laughs> a foundation has got to be pitching. So they're, they're, they're building it from the pitching side first. And yeah. uh, the offense, while it's not easy to recruit the offense, um, they've got a, a few sticks. And with the portal these days, maybe they can rebuild faster than usually takes on the offensive side. But it's all pitching. Their defense was atrocious um, early in the season, but that's been better since Hal Hughes came back. They're starting shortstop. So there are a lot of minor things that have led to the bad start. But, yeah, they're, um, they're, they're, they're slowly getting better here, and it's a tough tough portion of the schedule. But as you all know, nobody feels sorry for you. But, you know, JP, the thing that – and you guys are always so gracious because you never bring it up in discussions. But I tell people all the time – the thing about Rice is you don't just fill out an application and get accepted at Rice. I mean, academically, this is way, way the most difficult school to get into of any. So, so I, I mean, just as an outsider looking in, it has to hamper recruiting a little, knowing that you don't have the same field of players to be able to choose from because of the academics, which I think – going back to the history of Rice, makes it even more remarkable that you've been able to do that with a much smaller recruiting base. Yeah. I, I Yes. Preach. Preach, brother. Preach. That, <laughs> that, what, what, I say, what I say to folks around here, maybe the, the Southern Miss audience doesn't want to listen, and that's not great marketing for a show that I'm on, but the, the job Wayne Graham did – 
is one of the greatest coaching jobs in the history of the state of Texas. You know, I've got all this Texas pride. When I think about what I know in my fifth decade here on this planet, I'm thinking, man, there aren't many programs whose coach means more to their athletic program than Wayne Graham meant to Rice. Now, those days are gone. You know, you can't live in the past, but the foundation he built and to prove that you can be elite and win a national title at this school, that's that's still there. And that's what they're working back to get to. Coach uh, Cruz has said many times to get back to Omaha. So, yeah, well, it's not easy. It's not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's one of my favorite quotes, Jimmy Duke in a league of their own. So, yeah, it's supposed to it's supposed to be hard. Didn't, and uh, didn't, Rice em- embraces that. Didn't Coach Graham, I think this stat is right, didn't he win the championship of every conference Rice played in during his tenure? Yes. Um, you're testing my memory. I know it's 23 straight NCAA tournaments and about 20. It was every conference either shared or outright, um, going back to my buddy's media notes that I read 100 times, yeah, either 19 or 20 consecutive, maybe it's 21 straight, either shared or outright championships, give or take a year or two, yeah. So we've talked about the difficulty of the academics at Rice to get in, but JP, I don't think people know, too, about just how small Rice is as far as enrollment goes. It's not big at all. Yeah, I think, to put it in context, we're supposed to have another sellout crowd, I imagine, right, coming up? Yes, it'll be be pretty raunchy. Yeah. If somehow we could convince the Pete Taylor Park crazies to not – I say that affectionately, okay, that's respectfully. Uh, If we could convince them not to come, you could fit almost the entire student body (laughs) and with graduate students at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, Really, that's – I'm not – No, I I think the whole enrollment at Rice is maybe, what, four or 5,000 maybe? Uh, Unfortunately, we're out of time, JP. And uh, listen – I'm going to tell you, they will all be there Friday night. You can, oh, yeah. You can I can't be wait. sure about that. Hey, we look forward to seeing you, buddy. Thank you, as always. Yeah, come find me. Come find all me. Right. Good, good talk to y'all. J.P. Heath, everybody, voice of Rice University. Great guy and an excellent play-by-play broadcaster. We'll be back. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Great show today. We've really enjoyed our conversations today. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat, and we love those guys. Great place. Now, if you're an adult athlete, maybe you play golf, maybe you run, whatever your sport is, tennis, they can fine-tune your game at D1. We talk about D-Bat a lot, but D1 has a really state-of-the-art training programs, facilities, and instructors uh, for adult athletes and older athletes of every sport. So check them out there on Hardy Street. Kelly checked during the break, and JP was 100% right. How many students at Rice? 4,076. That's it. That's that, their total enrollment. That's their, their total enrollment. And to put it into perspective, Southern Miss probably in the neighborhood of 14,500 5, 14, right. students. So about, you know, certainly – about a third of the enrollment that Southern Miss has. And in order to go to Rice, you, you, can't, you won't even be accepted unless you score at least a 30 on the ACT. 
I didn't score that much taking the test twice. Well, you even got me, Bob, because I took it three times and didn't get that. To, and I think to put it into perspective, in public schools, I think what sixteen or seventeen gets yeah, you into it. So, so what Wayne Graham did is beyond remarkable. Yeah, it'll I never mean, happen again, really. And, and, and but but if you're a Rice fan, if you're a Tulane fan, if you're Northwestern, Duke, any of these schools that have these high academic standards, to be able to compete at the national level. When you only can recruit X number of athletes. Pretty remarkable. I mean, it's just, it's so hard. People don't get that, you know. All right, baseball tonight at the Pete. Believe it or not, a baseball game actually at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, UNO in town. Now they're 19 and 14 on the year. Uh, Southern Miss will throw Tyler Stewart. He's 2-0, 2.54 ERA. Dylan Porter on the mound for the Privateers. 1-1 with a 7-2-0 ERA. USM has won 20 of the last 23 games against UNO, they beat them 12 to 8 earlier in the year. Kelly, is this is this another trap game? No, I don't think. I, again, I just I think this team is just they're on a roll, man. The, and again, talking about what Scott Berry, well, we made some errors, yeah, but you're still but you're still winning by fivers. The pitching staff is just almost machine like. It is. It's just to be able to. You're not getting any. Any freebies because they generally are not walking anybody. The Eagle pitching staff, starters, relievers, it doesn't matter. They're not walking anybody. So you're going to have to string together hits after hit after hit. And they haven't shown any propensity to do that either. So I ask you, how are you going to score? You can't win if you don't score. Mm-hmm. Right? And right. and the Southern Miss hitters, you know, they're, they're maybe streaky at times. But again, you put up five runs, four or five runs, and it ought to be enough. Yeah, Ben Etheridge, Drew Boyd, Isaiah Rhodes, and our dog, Landon Harper, uh, they pretty much suffocated Tulane last night. And uh, Tulane scored a little bit late, but the game was over then. Uh, Harper, we, you and I love this kid. He comes in, Kelly, two and two-thirds innings and uh, strikes out five and just shuts the game down. And, oh, by the way, in case you haven't heard, it's been in all the papers. Tulane is pretty good. Yeah, Tulane's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were 24, uh, 24 and 12, 12, some, 12 something is, like yeah. that last night. Yeah, the, this was no this was no minor league baseball, you know, scrub that you beat. Yeah, went night. down there, too, and beat them on their play. And I got a, I got a credit, too, and we've mentioned them the last couple of days, the North Shore Eagle Alumni Association down there. Oh, you could hear them last yeah, night. Yeah, there was, the there was many telecast. more. I think there were probably more Southern Miss people there. Or people the cheering. Throw it in the dirt guy was there. I heard him all night long. I'm sure the Tulane fans that were there thoroughly enjoyed his appearance. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, in New Orleans, they'll have a couple of cocktails, and some of them, they were yeah. probably drawing probably straws. Had more than a couple. <laughs> D1 regional projection, Kelly Sander, USM hosting Florida State, Alabama, Alabama State. So that would mean the Eagles would get the Hornets, right? The Hornets in Florida State and Alabama would play. Correct. Florida State and Alabama. How about and that's not even a football game, folks. No, that'd be a better, be a pretty good football game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, but uh, boy, that that would well. Let's just not get ahead of ourselves. So let's calm down. But but I do think again the, the Eagles have some wiggle room. Yeah. But but even if they didn't, I just don't. I you know when people talk about UAB and Old Dominion, yeah, they're they're. Uh oh. Go ahead, finish your thoughts. <laughs> they're okay, but they're not great. All right, they're they're not they're not teams that I, in my opinion, right, can win those series against Southern Miss. A very special guest on the Eagle Hour tomorrow. Is it still on, Kelly? I know you're the one in touch with the with the great masseuse of the East. Yes, yeah. Well, the stars, the, the, he's following the North Star on hump on hump. They're headed this way. 
He will, we expect him in the studio tomorrow afternoon. He will discern all answers regarding Southern Miss sports. Kelnack, the Magnificent. And those, those will be put on... President Bennett's porch later tonight. I'm guessing midnight tonight, hermetically midnight sealed. Midnight tonight they appear. And uh, we will have the Greg Kelnack here in the studio. Is that right? No one will know the answer to those questions other than Kelnack. Pump will tie him to the Coke machine over here <laughs> yes. by a corner market, and everything should uh, work out really good. Looking, looking forward to that. <laughs> also, Bob Matthews, a Southern Miss graduate and a uh, guy who keeps up with the uh, National Football League, particularly the Washington Commanders, Commodores. Will, will Commodore. Malik Willis. The quarterback. Hey, you. Hey, me. Uh, wind up going to Washington, or, or could it be Kyle Hamilton, Derek Hamilton's great son that plays at Notre Dame? Well, could I he hope, be headed I to Washington? Hope for both of the kids, the answer is no. The NFL draft coming up next week. Yeah. Eagle Hour tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Thanks for listening, everybody. Southern Miss. To the top. Kiss on slipping, slipping, slipping into the Mississippi Media Production.